My name is Anthony Lee. I'm from Boulder, Colorado, originally from Vancouver, Washington, USA. Um, and uh, I'm a mountain trail runner uh, for Topo Athletic. And I uh, just got back from the Hurt 100 a couple weeks or a couple or last week. Yeah. Yeah. And lucky you, you avoided the, the frozen suck fest that everybody was experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm super blessed and grateful not to have dealt with the, the frozen tundra um that the whole continental u.s got so yeah negative like 19 in boulder so pretty brutal sorry yeah. for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine that honestly like i've been complaining about the rain and everything but it's like 50 degree temps and 30 degrees for the lows so like, oh my gosh that that's <laughs> not bad yeah it's yeah that's like summer it's like ideal like running weather in general yeah yeah it's really not that bad <laughs> no yeah but um i guess a little bit later on in the show we're gonna talk about hurt and everything that you did there and um some changes that you made to your diet and just lifestyle in general but um mm -hmm. let's kind of like let's kind of give some history to like where you came from like where did you start running and like i don't know like what was your diet like i guess when you started running in, in general we definitely want to focus a lot on diet and nutrition this episode, yeah absolutely yeah so i grew up um in vancouver washington uh in the pacific northwest and my parents, we grew up on like the American diet, uh, fast food, uh, simple, um, just like convenient, like, yeah, burgers, um, again, just, yeah, kind of crappy food. But my dad cooked a bunch for me, like for the family since he was a stay at home dad. And then, um, yeah, I started running. Um, because I was like actually obese as a kid. Um, I just like sat in front of the TV and, uh, yeah, just didn't exercise. So I had asthma growing up and thankfully my two older siblings ran cross country and track. They're nine years and seven years older than me. So I have an older sister who's the old eldest and then my brother's in the middle and then myself. Um, and then, yeah, so they ran track and cross country. And then I followed in their footsteps. They got me to come out and run with them and to bike alongside them on training runs for their season. And then I entered middle school um, track that, yeah, when, when I was like 10, 12, um, something like that. And yeah, I really fell in love with the sport um, from there. And yeah, ran all the way through high school made my cross country state all four years um swam also um in high school as the winter sport and then did track and yeah diet was just like chinese food um american like fast food i, I like ate a lot of burger king mcdonald's french fries um not like taco bell nothing healthy and um yeah um now been ultra running for 11 years. I started back in 2013. Crazy enough. Uh, yeah, and now have 2100 mile finishes in these 11 years. Um, yeah, that's kind of my background. So yeah, kind of a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's very relatable to a lot of people because like my upbringing was fairly similar at least like diet wise mm -hmm. where like it was ate a lot of garbage all the time and so we'd have like just 
you have cereal for breakfast it's like captain yeah. crunch or whatever right. fruity pebbles and then yeah oh my oh. gosh fruity pebbles so good cinnamon toast crunch lucky charms <laughs> you name it <laughs> yeah, all these oh dude yeah it's like yeah. i can eat like a whole box of cereal and it's like oh, this is the best thing on the planet back in the yes day. <laughs> uh, yeah sugar crash for sure oh definitely and like <laughs> like I, I played soccer whenever i didn't start running until i was like in college and stuff but like mm. I just find it so interesting how so many people just kind of grew up that way, just eating mm -hmm. essentially junk food. That's like this, like you're saying, the standard American diet. Like, and sadly yeah. enough, that's that's normal. Right. Yeah. No, it, it was scary, like having asthma and like going to the doctor or well, like be, going to the doctor and like having asthma and then like just like being constipated at like 10 years old or whatever. And having like a colonoscopy at 10 and like man that's so weird to say and um yeah just like going up a flight of stairs and just be like so winded yeah that was like my childhood <laughs> yeah it's definitely not ideal but so when you started running about like 10 or 11 years ago um was your diet still pretty similar or at that point in your life were you trying to make some changes uh yeah i definitely made big changes like from my one year in college um and then, yeah, I mean, I had an eating disorder, but I feel like everyone in track or cross country, like you develop some sort of like eating disorder um, if you're like unlucky. Um, and yeah, I got sucked into that culture of like eating less makes you lighter and leaner and fat or lighter and faster. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so I cut out a lot of things. I became vegetarian pescatarian vegan you can name all of the terms like i pretty much was was that um and yeah just like didn't i like shied away from fat shied away from like i mean i ate steaks and whatnot like my dad would cook steaks but yeah just like we would cut off all the fat tendons and it would just be like all the, the all the meat um but yeah I, like yeah i definitely ate a bunch of salads and yeah all that so that was kind of like the big shift um yeah I still eat very clean and I think I just add like a lot more carbs like breads like um yeah just like extra fruit salads um in my previous like 10 years or so because like that's what everyone's doing uh in training they like to recover you need carbs like you're getting protein but it's like okay a certain amount of protein per gram of weight that you carry um and like you just count like all these mackerels macros um but yeah it was very carb centric diet still um yeah i, I would just say that much as is what like i used to do um the last like 10 years and even in running like gels uh with high carb count and like calories um yeah that was kind of the go-to like that's what you hear in training and from high performing athletes and coaches is like oh this person ate this and you try it out for yourself but then you kind of just like keep at what's like working for yourself um so yeah i think the the latest like stuff that came out of like nor uh norway was like oh or cycling at least like is oh these guys are doing like 400 plus calories 
an hour or like they're using this latest thing and trying this but yeah it's it's all n of one i think um and we're all just like unique and yeah so i don't know it's it was just like very weird like i just was again just traditional training method like all of that um but yeah i I, like shifted recently definitely i definitely (laughs) want to talk about that but first though it's like it's interesting how like there's this push whether it's like basically in any endurance sport it's like you need carbs and a lot of carbs Mm-hmm. And like I'm not anti-carb. I want to make that very clear. But like, right, yeah. But it's interesting how it's like people are pushing like 120 like grams an hour of carbohydrate, yeah. which is wild because it's like it's four so gels an hour, and like, yeah. like personally, my stomach can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Um, I tried that. I, yeah, I was yeah like you. I'm not like against carbs now. Um, yeah, I still use them. You need to like that's how your body like performs so yeah no um yeah i was just trying to do more like yeah like you see people doing four gels an hour that's a lot um i was trying to do that too and train my gut to handle all that um and it and like training runs like yeah you can because like training runs you're not gonna go like over maybe like 50 miles like i don't know like unless you're doing a training race but like training runs like they're so short um that yeah maybe up to a marathon 50k like yeah you try to practice or i would at least try to practice um fueling like as just train my gut to take on those extra calories um but yeah it's like you not you don't really know how it's going to go until you actually race um so yeah it's again like very challenging to see what's going to happen um, unless you're in a race setting. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't equate properly is what I'm trying to say. Um, because like when I race after trying this training, um, it's just like, like, why isn't this working? Like I have done four gels an hour for like five hour training runs. Um, and now it's not working for like a 16 hour, 20 hour run or whatever, like whatever distance. So yeah, very, very confusing, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So like, what kind of like issues were you having? Like, as far as like, I guess putting in that many carbohydrates, were you having a lot of like spikes and as far as energy levels goes and bonking and GI distress or like what was kind of going on? <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to go into um, too much detail if you don't no, want to. No, I, I can. I can tell. No, I want to. I really want to share. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. From all of that, like fifty k's, fifty milers, like you can get away with like eating more gels because you're running faster. Um, even in my like, hundred k at like canyons in twenty twenty two, like I think I had like forty gels or something. Um, pretty nuts. Um, yeah it it was yeah like you're just going so fast but like at the end of it like you got flavor fatigue i get flavor fatigue um and then i just like wanted to like curl in a ball and like vomit (laughs) um like yeah i i would say like i do get i do get gi issues um nausea like flavor fatigue and and then like after like especially in 100 mile races where I know I need those calories like 
I will pound them early. And it's like, maybe it's just like a lesson, but I, it's like now really super ingrained because I've done 21 100 mile race or finished 21 100 mile races. And like a handful of them will have gone like to my expect, like expectations, like how I would want them to go like winning or podium or something of that nature but like probably like 15 of the six that have gone really well have like uh yeah 16 of the 21 that I've done have gone so bad like I mean not bad I finished them obviously but like you're death marching like from mile 70 to the finish because like you do hit that wall you bong like the nausea and gi distress like you're shitting your brains out you're you're puking like non-stop like just so bad um yeah like i feel like i could say 16 of the 21 finishes have been just like not up to consistent standards um and yeah i was just like i need to change something because i can't keep doing the same thing and like it's like insanity, like, like doing the same thing over and over is insane and respecting or expecting different results. Like that's one of the quotes I, I think about. Um, so it's like, yeah, why not change something in 2024 going into this season? Um, so yeah, it, that's what I did, um, going into hurt and this year, uh, major changes. Yeah, let's talk about those major changes then. Like, what did you start with and, and how did that feel? Yeah, so, man, I um, started off with looking up, like, Jeff Browning, Peter Mortimer, like, all these guys that are high-fat, low-carb, um, kind of like keto and paleo, like, just eating whole foods. But, yeah, Jeff... Jeff was definitely the big like motivator because like he's 52. He just celebrated his 52 second birthday, 52nd birthday. And um, yeah, just uh, smashing it like consistent. I saw ultra running like mags rankings for the year. And he's like six that he's like the oldest guy ranked. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like this guy has longevity. He's, he's doing something different than all of us. And yeah, um, I've always known Jeff to be like, just so consistent. So from there, I like looked up a bunch of podcasts for Jeff and like, just hearing what he does, um, his mythology and like training principles. And um, yeah, he talked about OFM oxidized fat metabolism, and how I, I mean, yeah, he changed like uh, eight years ago. So yeah, eight years ago, he was about to give up the sport. Like he had some really weird, like candida, like yeast in his stomach. And I'm like, I don't have that. But like, I noticed like inflammation in my body, like after eating carbs, like, oh, my joints are a little stiff. And like, yeah, just like sleeping is like a little harder, like you don't sleep well, because you have all this insulin rise, and you're just like filtering it through your kidneys and liver. Um, so yeah, from Jeff, like I, I mean, I knew about this product called Vespa, 
uh, Vespa Power. Um, and so Vespa, like I tried this back in 2014, like my second year of ultra running. But I was only doing 50Ks. I hadn't reached the 100 mile distance. Like, what is this? And it's like super, ex- it's like expensive. So it, it's not a fuel source. It's like 19 calories. It has only six ingredients, which we can like talk about. Um, and yeah, so just like reading Jeff's blog, um, like, okay, so just to rewind all of this, like, I changed my diet like a month before her like <laughs> jeff had jeff had on his blog he wrote he said that he had seven weeks to like change his diet he reached out to the vespa like ceo uh peter defty um yeah like i changed my diet in one month that was crazy <laughs> i don't recommend that that was just me like trying something like out of the box like who knows like experiment on yourself see what happens and uh yeah just just to clarify so one month before i changed my diet to keto um my girlfriend was like what are you doing like give me carbs like i yeah shopping all this other stuff but um yeah i just like changed 180 like from carbs to high fat low carb and uh yeah i just like kept buying like grass 100 percent grass-fed meats like a sustainable poultry um fish like and then the real big thing was adding duck fat ghee butter uh beef tallow to all my like cooking um and yeah so from there yeah it's just like a big 180 for sure um a month before but yeah jeff was a big proponent like from reading his blog and listening to him and peter talk on podcasts like with any like i listened to like 40 podcasts with each of them on um for the like the last month just to like learn and like jeff is so consistent with all of his podcasts like he just tells the same exact story and like oh yeah like that's awesome that he's so thorough and like the same like with everyone um so yeah i picked up on a lot of tips from him or like in those podcasts and i give him a shout out uh, for that and yeah so yeah the diet changed one month before and i i started using vespa in like my training like like three weeks before the race so not ideal um yeah i just saw like a it was, it was again, difficult, like cutting carbs from like, I, I don't count macros or any of that, like calories, none of that anymore. Um, and so I definitely was getting like, I don't know how much protein, but a lot of protein for sure. And I think less than 50 grams of carbs. <laughs> like I would read every label behind like packages and what I was buying at the grocery store. It was insane. I got like pretty neurotic, but like I just needed to know like somewhat. Um, And yeah, it like worked out. Like obviously I was a little irritable, like fasting, um, like not eating until like 11 or 12 
um in the morning and that like eating dinner like seven and so like yeah the whole like 12 uh like 15 hours 16 hours of fasting um yeah that all like slowly like my body slowly adjusted to that and my brain like slowly adjusted um yeah that's kind of what happened over the last month is it changed the diet and yeah it went into hurt like pretty i think ideal like i was at like 138 pounds like i weighed myself before the race um yeah and then i weighed myself after and i was like 134 but i think now it's just like all leaned muscle um and yeah just it's pretty interesting yeah that initial phase when you start like putting out carbs that's freaking brutal dude like, i know it's, it's so hard oh my you God. get irritable like the, the smallest little thing can just like throw you over the edge until you kind of get i guess stop being addicted so much yeah yeah the her insulin response or whatever like you're just your your brain chemistry changes and like I went on a run, like a midweek run, because that's like after or during my work day, like I went on a run because I had nothing to do at work. And like, um, yeah, I came back and my bot, like I didn't eat anything prior just to like be fasted. And I was just taking electrolytes and water. I come back and like, I know I'm hungry because it was like a two hour run with like 5,000 feet of like climbing or whatever. And, uh, my boss like or my manager was just like um where'd you go and i'm like oh i i like i was just like i was kind of ticked off like not in like a bad way or like i was just like oh yeah i just got done with a run like i'm coming back like it's i'm going to still like stay late to like flex my hours and whatnot um but yeah i was just like I just like snapped. I was just like, I was just like side eyed him. And I was just like, I just had like had to walk away. And like our interaction was like, so it was not like me. It was like those snicker commercials. Like you're not you when you're hungry. And um, yeah, I just like walked off. Um, and then he, he was, he just like came back to my like department area um, in the back office and was just like, is everything okay? Like, and I was like, yeah like I don't like being questioned like where I went and like I mean I just went on a run and like I clearly get all my work done all this stuff but yeah I like I I again like brushed him off because like I was just getting back from the run and like I was gonna like snack on some like like a nut mix or something and then and then uh yeah I was just like yeah I'm, I'm like fine like I'm just I just brush him off like I'm good like all this stuff and uh yeah no it's brutal the like brain chemistry like of transitioning from like the high fat to like not having carbs for your brain fuel and then i like ate and calmed down and then like i like i was like maybe like yeah i know this was totally on me like i've got to go out and apologize (laughs) to him so yeah we're all we're all good but yeah no i was just like man like it's it was wild like the first two weeks i think like yeah yeah an adjustment oh definitely and like some of those (laughs) runs are just brutal too like you go out and you're just like i feel like crap today 
like super lethargic and i don't know right. you, but i would get pissy on my runs and I'm just like, sucks throw my handhelds and stuff <laughs> yeah and it's just like man i don't have any pop like even like i'll hydrate super well like because it's so dry up here in colorado and like obviously you're in the desert but yeah it's uh yeah i i, I usually put the humidifier on just to like so i don't dry out completely but i just like chug water as soon as i wake up um probably like at least like 20 ounces and and then i like have my electrolytes and whatnot um but yeah I, i've also like incorporated like magnesium and like all this other stuff just to like have extra salt um yeah i, I think it's like it's all beneficial but yeah um no it's like hot garbage like when you're fasting too and you're just like man heavy like why are the legs not lifting and uh, yeah it's like you question yourself but it's like okay like you can't take this gel like not yet at least like just wait like your body is learning something new and like you have to trust it exactly it's like just trusting the process right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it's, it's crazy to me that you started doing this like a month out from hurt because it's like <laughs> So you're going to fly to Hawaii from Boulder, run a hundred miler, and you're going to basically keto adapt. And it's going to be your first race, like doing this. So like, yeah. what what sort of <laughs> things were, were you doing to lead up? Like obviously you said you did some like acid runs and whatever, but like your diet changed heavily, but did you, were you nervous about like starting a hundred miler in a hot, humid environment? Yeah. Um, I did all the sauna training I could leading up to it. Like I, I bought a rec recreation pass like um just like a just daily use like month pass because I would go to Crunch Fitness our like gym for very cheap and they had a sauna but like the men's sauna was broken for like 3 months like the college kids just like ruin it and pour water in it and whatever but like it was just broken during my like pretty much the whole training block um and yeah, I had to cancel that and like just I knew I needed to get heat um, because it was pretty cold. Like I would layer up in like three like Arteryx like jackets. Like, yeah, I, I would sweat buckets on like training runs. So, um, yeah, that was the, the main thing. Like I would just in the cold, like always layer, wear tights um, for runs. And then, yeah, like the month before I got a rec pass and was in the sauna like two to three times a week uh, for like 30 minutes or so. And yeah, I don't like I've done this race twice before um, back in 2019 and 22. Um, so I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew I didn't have to do too much, but still like who knows, like weather could have changed. Humidity could have been higher. Um, yeah, luckily the forecast, like I looked like five days, like a couple of days out before and it was like, oh, it's going to be like 75 and like 60% humidity. So it wasn't crazy, crazy hot, like in the past where it's like rained and then the humidity is super high and then like you get the Hawaiian like sun and then it's like 85 and like 90 to 100% humidity. So nothing like that, like this year. Um, but yeah. Um, I wasn't too nervous, like, going out there. So, like, I've trained for this race, for her, in Boulder, the three times I've done it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And like back, I guess a few minutes ago, you were saying that like, um, when you're doing like high carb, you'd practice that during training runs and stuff. So did you, yeah. did you practice the feeling that you were going to do for hurt in the month prior? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, sort of, I mean, long runs, I think were, I did like a five hour long run with some friends, like during their birthday weekend. Um, I think I, we got like 50 miles that weekend and, um, yeah, I, it was like, yeah, literally right after that, I like did a total one eighty flip on diet. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, using Vespa big time. Like, okay, I'm gonna use the ultra concentrated Vespa or the pouch, like the CV twenty five, uh, before runs, and then not eat for the duration of the run and just take electrolytes and water um and then yeah there was one run i did like so it was usually like two weeks before the race or two weeks before any race i'll hit like a 50k but this year i got sick like right after christmas so or right before christmas yeah so it was my friend's 30th birthday party uh, we had like a, a big shebang, like get together and then like got sick like two days after because like we were running like 50 miles and partying. Um, and yeah, like that dropped, like you can look at my Strava and it's like, oh, you know, which, which week was like the week. Um, yeah. And then I got better after like New Year's. So I had like one upper week of peak training. Um, and that only was like 89 miles and 28, well, that 89 miles, but like high quality vert, it was like 28,000 feet of vert, um, 8,000 meters for anyone. Yeah. Um, in like the metric system listening to this, (laughs) um, and yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, for one of the long runs, so I would try to do a 50 K usually, but I just didn't have time. I like knew I would probably put myself in a deficit. And um I ended up doing um what uh yeah, so I did a 20 mile run with 10,000 feet of climbing um on the local peak here, um Green Mountain. Um so in Boulder, Green Mountain, big staple, like a lot of segments, all that stuff. It's like so I did like the six mile loop um, and yeah, it's or yeah, six mile loop, um, but four times. So 24 miles or yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it has like 10,000 feet of climbing. And yeah, I just like would go counterclockwise, come back down the hill, go clockwise, come back down, go counter. And yeah, so it did four up, four down. Um and that's where I use the most nutrition, like testing it out, like Vespa, Ultra Concentrate, and like the Spring Energy Gels, which is another sponsor of mine. Um, yeah, like just to not like cut out all the carbs, but to have like a titrate, like titrating, like your feed, like feeding yourself like gradually. Um, so yeah, that's what I pretty much did leading up to the race. Uh, as my testing and yeah I felt okay like I definitely didn't feel the pop still like yeah it it was still like 
my legs are heavy. Like I'm still adjusting. Um, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, and like personally for me, that'd make me a little nervous going into a, a big race and like mm-hmm. just not feeling that pop or feeling as fresh. But um, let's jump into the race then, because like I want to hear how it played out. Like you took second, right? Yeah, it took second place, um, which is I'm so happy with. Like, as like yeah, anyone would probably be with the podium, and yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of break down your feeling. Like the morning of, did you did you have like a normal breakfast or something you normally do, or do you go fasted, or what did you do? Uh, oh man. Yeah. So <laughs> the night before we went to this Japanese restaurant, like this, uh, sushi isakaya and, um, man, it was like probably the most expensive dinner for the least amount of food. Like, yeah, man, it was <laughs> so like bad. Hawaii. It was so bad. It was like, man, um, yeah, I got this like salmon, like, or like the chef's special, like chirashi, like it's just different cuts of meat with rice and like you'd think like you're paying like $25 like you're gonna get a pretty decent sized bowl man like in isekaya's like it's just all family style so like they're just small portions like I did not look at the menu I like I was like just I just like needed to eat dinner and then go to sleep um and so yeah we went to this place and so like my girlfriend and her mom we were ordering food and yeah, we got, well, they each got something of their own, but, like, it it would start coming, and it was just, like, oh, the sushi rolls are, like, yeah, it's, like, a, like, eight pieces. All right, that's fine. Um, and whatever, um, my partner's mom got, like, just a small little plate, and then my, like, my fish bowl of, like, sashimi was, like, tiny, like, for what it was, and I was, like, fuck dude like this is not gonna fill me up like we need to order more like i don't want to eat like we're here but like i don't want to order more um but then like my partner was just like no you like we're gonna go somewhere else and like it's like we're gonna spend equally the same amount of money so like just like finish here so like order like another two things to like yeah, but it was like so bad. Um, like I ordered like a like a quote unquote rack of lamb. It's like it was only three lamb like riblets, like literally riblets. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, like okay, this is dinner. Um, yeah, so I ate literally all of it. Like I was just nibbling on the bone, like getting every tendon like off of this thing. Um, and then, yeah, that was my dinner pre-race. Um, but yeah, to, sorry to like go on a tangent there, but uh, yeah, like race morning, I did not eat anything. I just took a Vespa um, right like 45 minutes before the race and hydrated um, with uh, some spring mix and um yeah that was pretty much it and did my pre-morning poop <laughs> everything like that so yeah <laughs> nice that sounds about right did you like yeah. caffeine or anything in the morning or did you know in general no caffeine um yeah i was yeah i went to bed like at nine woke up at four thirty. my like my friend who's won the race trevor um from salt lake he gave us a ride up there um to the start finish start line um 
so yeah i woke up at like 4 30 or 4 and like he picked up us picked us up at 4 30 we had to pick up our bibs at the start so they like know that you're gonna race um so yeah after that i was just like waiting around for like 45 minutes um yeah so it was pretty good yeah, trevor's and, a good guy yeah trevor's a great guy like yeah. i I want him to recover so we can run it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So did you have like a, any sort of strategy going in as far as fueling during the race or were you just going to kind of wing it? Um, yeah. So what I had been practicing is like 30 minute or 45 minute intervals for like in training, like for like nutrition. And then I changed it to 30 minutes uh, for the race just to, I don't know why I did that. I just kind of did on my chorus watch. Um, so everything was just like, try to control like what you can, but I'm going to try some big radical changes in the race and yeah, see what sticks. Like if it doesn't work, like maybe I'll eat later or eat earlier, like 15 minutes. Like who knows? Like if, if it was colder, maybe I would have needed more calories to stay warm. So that's like a future thing for me to think about but yeah so for this like the strategy was 30 minutes like from my watch and um every two hours from the suggestion of the vespa to take another vespa so i think i so 21 hours i think i took like 10 vespas um for the duration so yeah, that was what I had packed, and um, yeah, I was gonna do spring energy um, gels every every thirty minutes. So two gels, um, either a canaberry and an awesome sauce, or if I needed more energy, like two awesome sauces. So yeah, that was that was what I did. Yeah, does that come out to like forty five to sixty grams an hour essentially? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't look at that stuff. Yeah, I, I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the awesome sauce is a good one though. Like it just tastes right. like apple pie, and like personally, like I never get sick of that one. It's good. Yeah, I mean for canyons, I did forty of those, so yeah, I got. I, I did some. get sick of that, but yeah, no. If you do it properly, then yeah, it does taste like a nice warm apple pie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely like a body temperature apple pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so how did you feel then during the race? Did you feel pretty consistent and like? I obviously you did well. So did you have any gut issues or anything like that? Or are you just solid? Yeah. I mean, the, the next thing is like, I really tried to conserve, like I didn't start in the front of the like start line. Um, I actually started back further than maybe I should have. Um, I was with like my friends, Ian Ferris and, uh, some Hawaiian locals. Um, and yeah, like Ian is like Mr. Consistent at her. He's like, been top five like for seven years or something like the seven years that he's run it um yeah so i knew he was like very consistent and like he was on my heels in 2022 like when i blew up like i was fourth and he was fifth and he was gaining on me like if we had another like hour he would have caught me for sure so i wanted to start off conservatively um and yeah so i didn't really push it out of the gate like in 22 and um yeah basically it, it was just like yeah just conserve and like warm up so like what 
Vespa and everything is like just do a proper warm up, like twenty minutes. So I mean, you go up this hog's back climb, um, the first like thousand feet of the race, uh, for the first like five miles, four four miles ish of the race or something like that. And yeah, so I just did a proper warm up of hiking and getting them recruiting the muscles and being aerobic, and then. From there, yeah, just like talked my way through the bottleneck. Um, yeah, it, it should have maybe started a little bit up more closer up front, but yeah, the result was good. Um, yeah, by the end of loop one, I was like in third. Uh, so there are five 20 mile loops. So by the end of loop one, I was in third. And then after leaving, going back up the second time, um, yeah, I mean, I just felt so dialed and consistent like steady like you're saying um just like it like in tune with my body is what i would like yeah describe it as and from there like i moved into second on the climb up hogs back going up to tantalus um and yeah it's not like only like two thousand feet or something but yeah I, got, I moved into second and uh, past Machido um, from Japan, but yeah, I didn't really. I never saw Eeyore unless you were going down to the second aid station, um, and he was coming back up. That was like the only spot where you could like see the other run. Like you can see other runners because like you're looping, and like if you're catching the back middle or back of the pack, like you loop them and you see them. But there's like one spot where you do this down and up and then you see them again and so that's where i would see the first place guy eeyore and we would like just encourage one another say we're like you're like looking strong and yeah but everything was super steady and um yeah which was like all right like i know what a 50k feels like i know what 50 miles feels like i know what i should feel like at mile 80 and then 100 miles, and of this race especially, since I've done it before, and this is the third time, and wildly enough, like, not listening to music for the whole race, like, at loop two and three, I was just, like, I was, like, in my head, and it was just, like, thinking about people, and then thinking about, like, how I was feeling, and it was just, like, wait a second, like, where is this bonk, where is this crash, like where where like why don't I feel any f stomach issue like yeah it was just like so so bizarre I was just like huh like this is like flow state like I was in flow state and just like magic I was able to run up these hills like it was just like why are you not power hiking this and eating more but yeah, I was I was just on the routine of Vespa every two hours and my thirty minute like gel. Um and yeah, it worked out so well. Like I just so even and no bonks, no GI, no nausea, no puking. And like very weird little soreness. Um like sixty miles in. Like, yeah, you like yeah, you're sore from running that long, but like oh, you can still run, like, downhills don't hurt, like, weirdly, um, yeah, and, like, oh, you're not cramping, because you're taking care of electrolytes, like, I probably would drink, like, one liter every 
five to seven miles. Um, and then, yeah, like it was insane. Like mile 80, I was just like, Oh, I'm still running like pretty well. Like I'm running like five, eight minute miles downhill or whatever. And like, I'm doing like 11 minute uphills or whatever. Like if I'm, if it's a really steep thing, then I'll just power hike. Um, but yeah, it was just like very odd. I was just like, this is, this is interesting. Like just having like an out of body experience and looking at myself, like, I was just like, what the heck? Um, but yeah, I just, again, was trying to catch Eeyore. Like if I had maybe started early, like up front with him, like it, the gap would have been closer, but like, I think the closest I got it to was about seven minutes, but then yeah, like later on he had pacers, he had a crew and, um, he used poles, but like, he's super strong. Like Eeyore, like he got name recognition because he was like, he went to Big's backyard, like the championship last October, and he was the record record setting assist to Harvey. Um, so I knew he was strong going in. Like he's a humble, down to earth guy. Like I'm mad props to him. Like he ran really, really strong. Like yeah, um, but yeah, like again, this was my first time doing all these variables, so. Maybe once I get things dialed, um, yeah, things will be even better. Um, so yeah, again, like just tinkering, but yeah, um, very steady is the way I would say what it really went. Like, yeah, I mean, I was definitely worried because like I never saw a third. Like by the time we like that intersection, like going back up the hill. And like where it goes back down to the start finish, like I never saw a third, and I was like, "That is no way!" Like I put like that's just like a seven mile section, um, or seven and a half, eight mile section, and to not see the third place person coming back or coming towards you was like, "Okay, what what's going on here?" And yeah, I ended up getting Michito like by an hour, um. So yeah, that was, it was just like, okay, I'm still running hard because I like don't know where they are, but I'm also trying to like, obviously I knew Eeyore had it in the bag loop five and like, he's coming up the second or coming, going back to the finish, start finish. And I'm like still trying to get down to the second aid station of that loop. And, um, but yeah, and like overall, like so happy, like not to blow up and, uh, yeah, finish it. Like again, like run the, to the best of my ability in that last loop with just by myself in my head, like running a little bit scared because I didn't know where Michita was. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun time. Yeah. It sounds like quite the day out there, just like fun, solid running. And then also not having like major gut issues or just major pain. Obviously you're in some pain from running that far, but like, yeah, of course, but being able to mitigate that and just like feel good the whole time is like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've ne like, I don't rem like. I've had only a handful of good races. I'd say like podium or wins. Um, and yeah, like this is by far the best I felt after a race. Like I came in down. Like you do like this weird like swoopy downhill to the finish. Like on these exposed pipes, like eroded. Like pipe. Like metal pipes are just out of the dirt because of the, all the erosion and um yeah you're just trying not to break your ankle at the, at these points like 
any point of the race, like you could roll your ankle and you'd be like totally screwed. Um, yeah, but like you're going down. I'm like trying to be cautious a little bit because like I know I have it. It's like a mile and a half, and there's like other runners like they can't see anyone behind you and you're yeah whatnot. So I knew I had it like second locked in, but like I overall like coming to the finish line, um, it was just like it's so funny. I'm like I do like this like prayer like thank you for like just how the day went and then um. Yeah, it like I just do this inter like a post race interview um, because like funny enough like the NHK like Japan News like was out there filming um, and like they knew me from last spring in Japan when I went to Mount Fuji, but yeah, so they were filming this entire race and um, yeah, so like they're following me like the last like mile and a half down to the finish and I'm like doing this prayer th- like grateful like bow and kissing the sign ringing the bell that hurt has and um yeah the rate like steve one of the co-race directors like um at the finish line just like comes up with a microphone and is like congratulations gives me my lay um gives me my belt buckle gives me like my finisher's jacket and he's like uh pull up a seat like for him like and it's just it's so funny this is all on video like um and it's just i they pull up the chair and basically i'm like i'm good (laughs) like it's like i didn't run i like yeah i ran but like oh my god like it was insane like i was just like oh man like what just happened like i feel i feel like i'm out of my mind and it was out of my mind like uh i just had like a spiritual experience of like running wickedly fast like i mean that's the 10th fastest time but like um on the course and it was just like you pull up a chair and like i brushed it off i was like not to be mean or anything but like brushing it off and um i did like a squat i was just like yeah i feel good like i'm just, i can squat and it was just, like such a laugh um yeah it was so weird I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's it felt so good. And I don't think it's like a gimmick or like like I there's nothing there's like no way to like really describe it. Like if you can't say that it was a fluke in any way. Like obviously this was the first race of doing this, but like I feel like I can catch this feeling and stay consistent for future races now. Um and like now that I'm processing it all, um, but yeah, obviously there's will be a race that's like colder and like thunderstorming or whatever, and like I'm gonna have to eat more or something, and it's gonna be wildly different than the heat and humidity. But yeah, like I felt so good um, finishing. So yeah, that's super nuts. cool, man. It's it's, it's good nuts. to hear that like you had a good experience and then like you were just like like obviously you're tired from finishing, but like yeah, good like in in context, right. it's awesome. Yeah, like, I was just, like, where, like, I felt like someone had taken over, but, like, it was, yeah, it was so interesting to see. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I had such a positive experience, like, the community, obviously, is what brings me back to Hurt, and, like, all the friends and volunteers, and, I mean, it's just a challenge of the race itself, but, yeah, I really wanted to nail this one, um, 
like third time's the charm i mean obviously third time winning it i mean third time trying and winning it would be like the icing on the cake but yeah i I mean i get to go back next year um having that podium spot um yeah i'm i'm going back so yeah i really want that win and to represent everyone that's supporting me and all my sponsors um represent boulder like Candace Burt was out there and um yeah like it was great to share the podium with her since she's also like she now lives in Boulder or calls home Boulder home and um yeah like Boulder and and then I mean Canada swept like the Chilliwack BC group um won both men and women like Eeyore and Andrea are from the same city and so they did really well but like Boulder like me and Candace were the second best and then it was like Michito from Japan and then um second place lady uh Kath Catherine is from like California um through yeah she's like Nordic or um something like that like but anyway like she lives in California so um Mill Valley or something according to her ultra sign up and uh yeah we were just like oh man yeah like boulder represent so yeah we're we're probably both gonna go back so yeah i actually have a run tomorrow with candace to like break down her <laughs> because like she wrote her race report and she went she tried to go for it um yeah she like led the first two loops but yeah massive kudos to, to candace for like holding on to the podium um so yeah no it was it was wonderful no it's awesome with all the big changes yeah yeah so how is uh your recovery going because that's a big thing that like peter talks about a lot from vespa is that your recovery Mm -hmm. is a lot better and and jeff talks a lot about that as well that like when you're not just burning straight carb that like your recovery is a lot faster so have you noticed those uh, recovery benefits yeah um super super big benefits i would say like I mean, I finished at like 3.39 a.m. on Sunday. So, yeah, I was like, shower, sun's like going to rise. And um, I couldn't really get to sleep because I was just like so nervous. Like the the nervous system was so elevated. Um, So, yeah, like sleeping that morning didn't happen. I like think I went to go get breakfast. And then we oh we got hawaiian shaved ice yeah for <laughs> post race celebration um but yeah like got some food in and then maybe took a nap or we definitely chilled um on the beach but uh yeah it was and then i like go back to the finish for like the golden hour to watch the final finishers um at like 6 p.m 36 hour cutoff um i was walking up the hill and yeah it's slow like but i'm like walking not like relatively normal um no like penguin walk or whatever um that happens after races and then yeah pick up drop bags watch final finishers help out like break down the aid station um which was fun and seeing everyone and everyone congratulating you but um yeah like then Sunday night, eat dinner, and then crash. So, yeah, I slept really, I slept like six hours Monday or going into Monday. Um, yeah, and then I 
weirdly so this is what happens in previous hundreds is like my ankles blow up like they don't you can't even see my ankles or like my achilles tendon like it's just so fat like it's it's a cankle <laughs> they're cankles um essentially and i'm like physically in pain like just walking like all the all the skin is just like so stretched out and like all pooled in your feet and like i went to bed monday even sunday night i was just like oh like there's no swelling like there's marginal swelling like i did roll my ankle but it didn't pop or like it wasn't it was like just a it's a slight tweak because all the roots slippery mud whatever um the last loop of the race and i was just like come on hold it together (laughs) um but yeah like i thought i would get more swelling and no like none of that it's like mind-blowing and yeah peter and uh like peter defty and jeff like they um yeah they're always talking about the recovery and i mean yeah i saw it like two like the nights after like obviously the mental state like is just trying to equal like come back to equilibrium but yeah the physical body like yeah there's general soreness but like it felt like i had just run um yeah just like a basic like 15 mile run 20 mile run whatever like yeah you just have general soreness after those types of runs but like yeah it was so so interesting is like I don't know how like what is going on like am I this is an anomaly (laughs) like what yeah it was so interesting to see like no puffiness like yeah everything was good like no cankles um yeah appetite was like there like at the end like obviously I think you go deeper into I mean, yeah, using your own fat as fuel. So, yeah, it's just, like, you need to really then eat more in the recovery. So, yeah, I definitely was, like, um, just, like, very aware of, like, just trying to get more protein in. So, yeah, eat a lot of, like, I had, like, a double bacon cheeseburger, like, without the bun or whatever. Like, just eat all the protein, like, cut up. Like, try to eat so clean. Um, excuse me and um, yeah I was just like get protein get fat um, yeah as much as possible and then like yeah try to like yeah you can eat some carbs but like try to keep it as clean as possible and then you can come back and celebrate like just just like in this like short term and even like yeah just don't wreck your gut with putting just straight garbage and the easiest simple like sugars in your stomach right now yeah yeah for sure and like honestly like besides like feeling good on runs and stuff like the fact that you can recover so quickly eating this way is one of the best aspects of it because like you can finish a race and you feel relatively good and you can get back to training sooner which means you can just like almost like Mm. use like that mileage you just had and like compound it and like just use it as training to like get ready for your next event or whatever you're doing yeah i mean i still will take like a week off um yeah i i did a short hike yesterday but yeah movement daily like 
I, I, I like walked like five miles after the like Monday after the race again around Waikiki, and it was like a slow but like movement. And I was just like, man, what the heck? Like I'd be on the bed crawling right now, like yeah, so so interesting, so bizarre. <laughs> Oh, that's cool, man. I'm glad you had yeah. a good experience. Like you definitely um took a chance there by changing your diet up so much a month before, but <laughs> clearly I don't rec I don't recommend it. Like <laughs> I have athletes and I'm just like they're just like asking me, like, what did you do? What podcasts have you been listening to? And I'm I'm just like, Yeah, you can try this and we're gonna tinker training if you wanna do this, but like know that it will be very challenging if especially if you have like work like deadlines or whatever else is going on in your life like it's gonna change you so much like yeah the irritability and whatever happens like yeah you you'll feel like you're just like you're just like in a like quicksand you're just running through quicksand and like you just like have no pop um if any if like all my athletes like just at, like they've been asking me oh like what are you doing and it's like yeah i'm doing this like i'm trialing this out but yeah big big changes and yeah i it just i just took a chance like what what's the harm like who knows what deep like deep like physiological harm but like i'm getting all of this fat like yeah i'm taking collagen i'm taking like all these protein like eating whole animal whole animal diet and like your body needs these fat this fat for like the elasticity of your muscles and joints or like yeah all of this like yeah it's just it's just crazy like i'm not a nutritionist but like it's something that's fascinating and like i will research and like do like i will look into um for all the benefits like it's it's such a crucial part like i know people that are vegans and like they can do what they do but like it's so like i i don't think i could do like i i've been vegan and like i've been like i've had strings of injuries like and i think like having a carnivore omnivore whole like holistic diet is like the most ideal um now like with like you can have some carbs don't like i'm not like you said you're not like anti-carb and i'm not anti-carb either like i love pizza <laughs> like i love like cupcakes and whatever garbage like anyone else does but like there's a certain time and place and moderation so yeah it's it's all about the moderation and but yeah so like yeah just don't go one one way all the way and don't go all the way one other way like just stay in the middle and be balanced um yeah but it was a huge risk it was definitely a huge risk and yeah again now can we replicate it like that's what peter and i and um the vespa team are gonna see like i really believe in it like yeah it's very it's a very interesting tool um it's not it's not fuel like it's a it's a tool um so yeah it it's pretty incredible and i'm really happy to say like 
yeah, I, I will be using it more and testing it and doing all the experiments on myself um, that I can this year. Because I have a big year, and I really want to see how high I can climb um, with this. Um, yeah, and the team supporting me, and like all my sponsors supporting me. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a fun year. There will be its challenges, of course. Um, but yeah, I think I can stay healthy and, yeah, shoot for the moon. <laughs> like, I really, yeah, want to go for it. Like, I have five, well, I have five. Well, with her, I have five 100 milers planned this year, and that's like the most I've done in a year. So we'll see how it goes on my body, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, I bet, man, and um, I'm excited to see how it plays out for you as well. And um, as we kind of wrap up here, what are the the other 400s you have for the rest of the year? So um, I'm going to Mount Fuji again in Japan in April, and then June I'm going to Bighorn 100 and july july is like the like big shebang of it all is um i'm doing quebec mega trail uh 100 and then it's part of like the world trail majors so i have to do two races in the series to qualify for the the prize purse um and then well, I'm pacing Hard Rock because everyone loves Silverton, and I'll probably see you out there, um, if not sooner. And then uh, lastly, to end July, is um, Crazy Mountain 100 in Montana. So, yeah, big month of... Oh, man, yeah. It's all. It's just like a big kapow. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's those are the last four. Yeah. Um, for, until, like, late or yeah it's still summer it's still summer i might even like recover in august and might throw in a, a fall 100 um we'll see yeah i think like yeah if everything like nutritionally physically goes well like in like peter is saying like you're you're gonna see massive changes in these next couple weeks um like just the energy like stays consistent and um yeah, recovery being like way way over the top. Um yeah, so yeah, it's all I'm just taking it one day at a time. It's, I think that's all you can do. Um but yeah, like I'll get back to training here in the next day. Like I'm running with Candace tomorrow and uh yeah, I think it'll be great. Like we'll we'll just take it one day at a time. So, yeah. yeah I guess that's all you can do, right? Just one day at a time and see how things are going. Yeah, yeah. So trusting the process, exactly. Like, yeah, that's all you can do. Nice, man. It was fun chatting with you. Um, it's yeah. super interesting to hear it all, how it all played <laughs> out for you. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on uh, the Juniper Lab. And um, yeah, really, really thankful to catch up with you. Yeah, definitely. So as we close here, um, where can people find you? Like, what's your Instagram and Strava and all that? Yeah, so I'm on Strava. Um, it's it should just be anthony lee and um yeah boulder colorado um for the city and then instagram it's at anthony the letter c um lee l-e-e 94 um i'm on twitter x whatever you want to call it um yeah don't really post there anymore but yeah um 
yeah, those are the two really that I use as social media. And yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Cool, man. Well, we'll wrap it up here then. Thanks again. That was super interesting to hear how it all went down. Yeah, thank you again, Derek. And uh, thank you to all my sponsors. Yeah, really appreciate your guys' support. Um, Topo Athletic, uh, Arterix, Spring Energy, uh, Vespa. Um, yeah, who else am I miss- missing? Uh, Injinji Socks, uh, Zenza, and Sun God Sunglasses. So, yeah, all of them keep the the lights on and all the support and love so yeah thank you to everyone and thanks to you again so yeah appreciate it